welcome. Today I want to discuss um, a topic that I'm, I, I'm passionate about, but I think is also very important for society and for the world, and something that I've been, I believe that is part of my calling in this life. And it's basically the times. And what I mean by the times, I mean in a historical context. And I'm a Christian, and so I believe that um, Jesus was a real figure, right? And he came and he lived and he died and he resurrected. And that's this has been recorded right by Easter, so we're about to celebrate that. That's the main belief that, that Christians have. Um, but the reason I believe in Jesus is not because um, I was brought up believing in Jesus or in the Bible, but because I am a student of history. And when you look at history and when you look at the evidence and when you look at the Bible, which is really a collection of books uh, that was written throughout history, you, you find that it's an amazing um, historical um, a book of stories, that, of, of real stories that happen that have been correlated to reality um, by thousands of scholars, right, who have been able to find out um, by studying the histories of different empires how um, a lot of the things that are mentioned in the Bible are true and things that the Bible even predicts that didn't, hadn't come true at a time did end up coming true. And that's what we call prophecy. And so it's really interesting because when we look at the, the Bible, it, it starts with Genesis, which is the book of creation. And then it ends with Revelation, which is um, basically it talks about the end of the world. And so we get the full picture of what, what ought to happen. And then one of the, the areas that, or one of the books that this is, this is laid out pretty clearly is in the book of Daniel where um, he, Daniel was, was uh, a Jew who was taken captive by the Babylonians when he was young. And he was trained within the king's court and he was put in a place of position of power because King Nebuchadnezzar had this dream. And he asked his um, advisors and enchanters and the wise men of Babylonia to interpret the dream that he had had. But he wouldn't tell them the dream because he was afraid that if, if he told them the dream, they would just come up with some kind of false narrative uh, to convince them that this was the interpretation. So he asked them to tell him the dream and the interpretation, which nobody could do except for Daniel, which with, to whom it was revealed by God in a dream, which in addition. Um, and so basically the, the dream of the, of the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar, was the statue that was uh, was made of a, a head of gold. Uh, then the chest was made out of silver. The uh, abdomen was made out of bronze. Then iron, the legs were made out of iron. And then the feet were made out of a uh, mix of clay and iron. And these represented different kingdoms of earth. And basically this statue was standing and then this rock comes and hits the statue on its feet and it destroys the statue. And then no trace can be found of that previous statue and this rock grows into a mountain and fills the whole earth. And the interpretation of the dream is that uh, the kingdom of the, the, these were the different kingdoms that were gonna be on earth. 
And so the, the kingdom, the head of gold was uh, Babylon. And then after Babylon, uh, they were coming another kingdom. This was the silver kingdom, which was Persia, which were the, were the, was the kingdom that actually uh, defeated Babylon historically. And after Persia, then came the Greeks, right, with Alexander the Great. And they used a lot of bronze. And so the Bible in this vision predicts how different world kingdoms would come. And then after the Greeks, there was iron, which was Rome. Um, and the Rome then became, it, it never really finished, right? Rome ended up splitting into east and west, and then it, it became a bunch of different kingdoms, which uh, today's modern Europe and the west. And um, that's the, the, the era that we're living in, which is uh, and the, with a, it's the iron mixed with clay, which is, it, it describes it in, in the Bible as a, a time where people would be very strong but also very weak and I think we can see that today with uh, the way that we have technology that allows us to do things that we never would have been able to do in the past um, so we're very strong in some regard, regards but we're also very weak in other in other reward, uh, regards um, I think one of the the areas the areas where we can see the lack of strength in people is in, in the lack of values and not speaking for everybody, but I think we, we see it so often where uh, we, we accept uh, a lack of morality because it's easier. And so um, the reason I want to bring this up is because if we are living in that last kingdom and then the dream basically shows how there's this rock that comes from heaven and destroys the, the statue and it's established and then it, it interprets it as that is the kingdom of God. Uh, that will be established on earth. And so the Bible is clear that uh, basically the earth was created, right? And um, God has given a law, right? Which was given to the Jewish people through Moses. And this law was the Ten Commandments. And if we look at it, it's, it, it wasn't meant to be restrictive. It was meant to be the basis for a society to be able to function, right? So if we look at the Ten Commandments, it's, you know, do not lie, do not steal, do not kill, do not commit adultery, uh, do not cover your neighbor's wife or their things, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, um, keep the Sabbath. These are the things that a society needs to be able to thrive. And uh, I mean, the evidence is, is, is in history as well. We can see that um, even though the Jewish people are less than 1% of the population, they hold over 25% of the noble prices. Their contribution to society is way more than any other society on earth and so th there's a reason behind that they value education they have certain principles and values that they live by which has allowed them to thrive uh, another quick example of that is, is the united states and, and the reason it was able to thrive is because there was law and order but there's also you know freedom for people to pursue things in a way where they knew that their ideas would be protected and their, their liberties would be protected and their rights would be protected and so um I think that we, we often have developed this, this perception of, uh, of, of religion, right? And, and um, being something, uh, the law being something negative. But I don't think that the, the law is negative. I think religion is negative. And if we look back at what Jesus actually, how, what he said and, and how he lived, he criticized the religious people of his time heavily. Because he thought that he, he would call them out and, and say, and even though you're, you kind of 
praise me with your your action with uh, or you you follow the law in your minds and with your actions in your hearts, you, you're you're no better than anybody else. In some cases, you're even worse because you think you're good when you're not. And so Jesus was, was very critical of people who thought they were good in any kind of way. Um, I think what he introduced. The, the main difference is that it's not by law, it's not by works that we are saved. It's because of grace. It's because of us understanding that we are not perfect and that, um, you know, we, 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 we can depend on, on God and on Him. He calls Himself the Good Shepherd, right? Um, and it's, it's more of a relationship. But um, as, as I've, as when I was born, I remember. Um, I had this feeling that I was going to live through the end of times, and um, I never knew why, right? but this was, it was something that I just kind of felt like I was going to go through. And in, in recent times, um, in my relationship with God, you know, it's, it's funny because oftentimes I, when I'm looking for guidance, I just open the Bible randomly, and, it, and more often than not, uh, I actually ended up opening it in, in an area where it speaks to me what I need to hear. And so, you know, uh, God is capable of, of doing those things, right? Whenever we're willing to seek seek Him and seek guidance, He's, he's willing and able to give us answers. And, and the Bible is, a, you know, it's, it's a living book, is what it says. And it can, it can speak to us, right? And uh, God has been bringing up to me that uh, in multiple verses, uh, talking about Jesus' second coming. And when we look at the state of the world right now, like, yes, there's always been wars and natural disasters, but I think we, we're seeing now a lot of the signs that were talked about by Jesus and by other prophets coming true. Um, I mean, the, the amount of natural disasters that we're seeing now and all over the world, right? Australia, basically half of the continent breakdown. Um, flooding in multiple areas, earthquake activity over the last decades has gone up immensely. Birds and fish dying out of nowhere all over the world. And these are things that are not often reported on. These are the, just the signs. Um, there's also a lot of uh, wars and rumors of wars. And so I, I, I don't think that we're going to see the end tomorrow. And I know there's a lot of doomsday speaking now because it gets a lot of views on YouTube and people are kind of just wondering, well, hey, is the financial system going to collapse and, and all these other things. And I do believe that basically God God knows that all these things are going to happen. It doesn't surprise him. And what I've, what I've learned is that he's in control ultimately. Um, what that story of Daniel shows us at one point in Nebuchadnezzar, he builds this great statue and he's very, very proud and God just humbles him. Um, and it just shows that God is the ultimate one in control of the world. And what I want to what I want to say is, I, I do believe that we are living in the end of the end of times because we've we've been in the end of times for for a long time now. But uh, now we're we're I, what I, we're starting to see what I believe is is referred as the beginnings of the birth pains, uh, meaning that we're about to face a lot more hardship in the world. Um, I think things are getting a lot more, a lot uglier. Um, and the reason I'm sharing this is because I want people to know that 
this is not just because, right, that, that, that God is the one that is allowing these things to happen because it's part of a plan. And ultimately, I want people to have a relationship with God and I want them to know that regardless of what happens on this earth, they can be secure, right? Uh, when we believe in Jesus, the, the greatest gift that he introduced to society at that time was not only the, the part of, of salvation and grace, right? It was the fact that God is the Father. And that was something that at the time was blasphemy because God was seen as a foreign, uh, far away God, not a personal God. And Jesus called him Father. And he introduced him as the Father. And he said that in my Father's kingdom, right, there's many houses and I'm going there to prepare a, a place for you all, right? And he's, he's preparing, he's prepared a place for all his followers, right? For those that believe in Jesus, that they be, that they may be saved. And it's not just those who believe, it's those that, that, that follow Jesus, which means they obey, right? When, when Jesus was, was told, hey, your mother and your brothers are excited waiting for you, and he responds, well, who are my mother and my, my brothers? Those that do the will of my Father in heaven. And so, you know, it's important to recognize that, we, you know, there's a lot of false Christians out there. And, and Jesus says that in, in the end of times, many will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, um, you know, we did all of this. And he's, he's going to say, well, you know, I never knew you. Depart from me, you, you, you evildoers. And so, you know, God cannot be fooled, right? You, you know, all those people that... There's, that's the reason why many people don't like Christianity and don't go to church because they say, well, these Christians and look at all, all the damage that they've done, you know, that's true, right? There, there's there's a lot of damage, there's a lot of falseness, there's a, a lot of wrong that has been done, but that doesn't mean that just because that is that is true, you should you should uh, not have a relationship with, with God who is real, who is good, and who loves you, and who wants to have a relationship with you, and who doesn't want you to perish eternally um, and you know excessive that Jesus didn't come to the world to condemn the world but to save it right and so I just want to encourage you that if you've never thought about your spiritual life uh, I think now there's there's uh, a lot of evidence that there's more than to this life than just what we what meets the eye and what, what is physically there that we are beings that transcend right and the reason that we toil and we do all these things on earth is because I think ultimately we all have this feeling inside of us and we understand that there's transcendence behind what, what we can do in this, in this earth. Um, I just want to encourage you to, to, if you've never done it, to pray and to say, God, if you're real, I, I want to get to know you. And uh, I mean, let me ask you that. Like, if, if, if you don't believe in God, let's just say, let's just pretend that God was real and you had a, the opportunity to to get to know him or to talk to him. Wouldn't you want to? Like if, if the creator of the universe was real, right, and you had the opportunity to get to know him, and he's, he created you as well, right? And he's, he's, he's the one that knows, has the whole picture, right? Because we don't. It says in the Bible, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Um, if you have the chance to really get to know him, would you want to do it? And so I want to encourage you today to, to just pray and reach out to God. Uh, maybe open the Bible and you'll be, you'll be surprised to see how God responds. Uh, 
and know that nothing can happen without him allowing it to happen and our understanding is limited but there's a, there's a, a reason there's a plan and most people will dismiss this right uh, it says that the, the path to life is narrow and the path to death is, is wide and then you go through it so um, just want to want to encourage you let you know that God loves you and that you are free through Jesus to have a relationship with him without the need of having a priest or any kind of intermediation God bless you I don't know if I mentioned this clearly enough, but the the whole point about Jesus resurrecting and, and going to heaven and preparing this place for us is that he's going to come back uh, and he's going to take his people with him. And he, it says that even those that were are dead in Christ will rise first. And so uh, we need to be ready uh, because Jesus... It says that he's going to come like a thief in the night when nobody expects it. And that can, I think it can be any moment now within the next, you know, 10, 20 years. Nobody really knows the exact time, but um, I do believe that it's going to be really soon. And I know that the best life that we can live is when we have Jesus, because he is, as he claims, the water that can truly satisfy right yeah when, when he was uh, at the well and he meets this woman and he basically tells her hey well you know you've had a history of having multiple husbands and whatnot and she's kind of surprised and he's like i have this water that if you drink from it you will never thirst again and she thinks uh, he's referring to a, a, a literal water but he's he's referring to the spiritual water and so in, in jesus we can find peace. That's why he's called the Prince of Peace. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. We can find joy, understanding that we are secure in him, that he, he's our shepherd and he'll, God will provide for us. Um, and we can find love, right? We can find hope. And I think that today there's a lack of hope in the world. And when I say Jesus is coming back, I hope that it doesn't, it shouldn't, at least, make you scared, right? Um, for Christians, it's actually good news, right? And we're, we're looking forward to Jesus coming back again because we, we've accepted him as Lord and Savior. And we know that he's coming back for us. He's, he's coming back to take us with him um, from this earth, right? That, that, that will perish. And so if it does carry you, maybe, again, that is... Uh, maybe it could be a wake up call for you to reconsider um, and maybe think hey did I dismiss this too quickly or should I maybe kind of try to find out a little bit more about who Jesus was um, and what this, this is all about and uh, in essence I think if, if you really do want to look for it you, you will find out that there, there's a lot of evidence to prove that Jesus was a real human being, that he lived. But more importantly, that, that he died and resurrected, right? Uh, 
he defeated death by resurrecting uh, and that he's the son of God right and his life he his Bible, the Bible talks about his ministries filled with miracles uh, that he was performing and this was the proof that he was 100% man but he was also 100% God and he was tempted like us like man um, he suffered like us right but he didn't he didn't sin he didn't miss his mark um, so that he could be that perfect lamb to sacrifice to atone for the sins of the world and the reason that he had to die is because it says that the, the consequences of sin is death right and somebody had to pay the price and how did God do it well he did it himself right he, he paid the price himself he sent his son came to earth lived the perfect life suffered taught us you know a lot uh, while living here we, we realized going back to what we were just sharing they thought about following rules of religion it's about the intentions of the heart and having a more personal and intimate relationship with God and that's what we, we have access to today. So I want to encourage you again to just pray and see Jesus and ask him to, to show you the truth. Um, if you decide to follow him and accept him as your Lord and Savior, then you too should rejoice when you hear that Jesus is coming in. Because then you know that you're going with him and he's He's, he's gone to heaven to prepare many mansions for us.